previously on the Skip and Josh Sports Show. The Patriots just always cover, I think. I think they just always cover. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if the spread comes out and Belichick shows the whole team in the locker room and he says, okay, so forget about who we're playing. Never mind winning the game. We have to cover the spread. Imagine. You're listening to the Skip and Josh Sports Show. Skip. Hey, Cup. How's it going? It's going great. I have so much to talk about this week. I feel like I haven't spoken to you in a month. It's all week you're telling me I have so much to talk about on the next episode. I have so much to talk about in the next episode. I'm like, what does he want me to talk about? <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, maybe you'll want to talk about the same things. But, like, for example, uh, on Wednesday, Wednesday was a crazy day for sports for me and for you, too, I think. We could have done a whole episode just on Wednesday. I was out of town in New York, and I was happy that I had a dinner uh, with my work colleagues on Wednesday night. So I actually couldn't really follow anything that was going on in real time. And I was happy about it because I think I would have went a little bit crazy. Okay, well, we're going to recap it anyhow. Okay. Um, it's like that 30 for 30 on the, the day of the O.J. Simpson chase. is the same day the Rangers won the Stanley Cup. and Yeah, but th- I think this past Wednesday was better than that day. <laughs> Okay. Because I don't about OJ. Oh. So Wednesday was a crazy night. And then it spilled over into Thursday. But let's go in order for sure. Okay. Okay. So Wednesday afternoon, actually, this is in the World Juniors. Russia played the United States in the semifinals. Right. You texted me during the afternoon. (laughs) I was in a meeting. I'm like, there's nothing I can do. (laughs) You told me the game's going to shoot out. I'm like, there's nothing I can do about it. Right. I didn't see any of the game. It was during the day I was at work, but we do have TVs at work and I did watch the overtime at work and the shootout. So a few things I have to comment on. United States ended up winning the game, obviously, because they went on to play in the finals in the gold medal game. Um, But the fact that it went to a shootout, very exciting. Shootout is a terrible way to decide a game, but nonetheless, uh, the last few minutes of regulation time and overtime were exciting and the shootout was exciting. But here's, here's what I wanted to comment on that game, a few things, um, in no particular order. The, the player for the United States who scored the winning goal, he scored three goals in the shootout, Troy Terry. Mm-hmm. So basically, he scored in the first round of five, he scored one of the goals. And then in the next round, after it goes to 1-1-1-1-1-1, one, 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 you can just keep using the same guy over and over again, like Jonathan Taves was used over and over again, like 10 years ago, I think it was. Yeah. So, so they used Troy Terry twice, and he scored twice. It was shades of uh, T.J. Oshie in the Olympics, if you recall, because yeah, that was against the Russians. Yeah. So very smart on their part um, that they used him because he scored and they won. And in fact, all three of his goals um, in the shootout were all between the, all between the legs. So um, just something to keep in mind because it's going to come up later in our conversation. Now, what I don't understand is the Russians... <clears throat> They used on their first shot in, in the first part, like in the five-shot round, their first player was Denis Gurianov. I think I'm pronouncing that properly. If I'm not, I apologize. He scored on his first shot. Then they used him as the first shooter in the next round, right. and he scored again. So if I'm that coach, this guy's been out there twice. He scored twice. 
I'm just sending the same guy over and over and over again, just like the Americans are doing. Right. But no, they decide to send out some other guy, Alexander Polunin, who, again, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right. And he doesn't score and they lose. Now, I'm not saying they would have won if, if they kept sending out Gurianov, but the guy hadn't missed. So, like, why would you take him out? He Do you was know out. if they asked the Russian coach about it? You know what? I didn't get to see the post-game press conference, and I don't know if he was asked that. Um, I mean, I'm sure he, he had reasons. You know, maybe the guy's great and shoot out normally. Maybe the other guy, I don't know, maybe they wanted to give the goalie another look. I mean, I guess there's different strategies, but... Whatever, I go with the hot hand. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why they didn't use him. He also scored a goal um, in... Uh, Actually, sorry, I made a mistake. He scored two goals during the regular game. In the second period, he scored. And in the third period, he scored. So technically, he had already scored four goals that night or right. that afternoon. It was a day game. Right. So even more reason to use the guy. He was clearly hot. Anyhow, what bugged me about this game, I know this isn't the what bugs me segment. Um, you know when you're watching a hockey game and they put the little bug up on top that shows you like X or a check mark if a team has scored. Yeah. So in the NHL, it's three shooters. Yeah. And I was watching this at work and the sound was off and I saw the bug. It had three boxes for each team with, you know, check marks or X's. And so after the first three shooters, I thought it was done, first of all. And I wasn't the only one. One of the Russian players on the bench came off the bench because he thought it was also done. And he was about to congratulate his... Uh, his goalie. His goalie, um, because he thought it was done. Because at the time, after three shooters, it was one nothing Russia. After three shooters for both teams. But in fact, it wasn't three shooters, it was five. So what happened on the broadcast? They put the wrong bug? They put the wrong bug, and they couldn't fix it. They couldn't put a bug that had five boxes. So but instead, on, the next, what it, on the next night, they had the correct bug. Yes, they fixed it by then. But, but TSN was too slow or didn't know about this or whatever. And so they had a bug that only had three. So what did they do? Instead of putting up a bug that has five, they put up another bug that had four, five, six. So instead of one, two, three, four, five, it had four, five, six, which is completely wrong because it's only going to six if it's still tied after five. And if it's going to six, <laughs> the it's only bug they had, the only bug they had, the only bug they had was three. It was in it was in uh, groups of three. Correct. So they just took the, the same bug they had and changed numbers one, two, three to four, five, six. That's embarrassing. But it took them a while before they did it. And keep in mind, I'm watching this without any sound. So I don't know what's going on. I think the game's over. The poor kid on the Russian team, he also thought the game was over. Maybe he, he was even, watching the he, TSN feed. Who knows? He didn't even see the bug. No, he didn't. <laughs> he just so didn't I, know the rule. So this was so frustrating to me. Anyway, they finally fixed it. But even when they fixed it, it was still very confusing. And I didn't know which team had how many goals or anything, whatever. I ended up having to rewatch the game on demand like two days later because I wanted to see what happened because I didn't really quite understand it. Right, okay, that's cool. So, so that was that game. Then, if that wasn't enough, later that, um, that night, sorry, this was Wednesday, correct? Yes, yeah, Wednesday. so later that night yeah. was a very hectic night for me because Canada was playing in their semifinal game against Sweden. Yeah. And the Canadians were playing against Dallas, if I recall correctly. True. And also, Duke was playing. And Duke is so rarely on television here that I wanted to see the game. 
Now, lucky for me, Duke was the game that started first. It started at seven. Wow. It the, was over the, after fifteen minutes, though. So right, it was it. it was a blowout, and and the Canadian and sorry, and the the Team Canada game started at seven thirty, and then the Canadians game started at eight because it was in Dallas. So there was a bit of a, a staggered start thing. So I was able to watch, you know, because of intermissions and this and that. I was flipping around, but still it was cra- crazy hectic. Now. Yes, the Duke game was over after about 15 minutes. They destroyed Georgia Tech 110 to 57. It was it was over before even halftime. It was the biggest, most lopsided victory in the ACC in the last 50 years. You are correct, but the score was not even the story of the game. There were two stories of the game. Number one, it was Coach K's last game before he goes into surgery, yeah. which I believe happened this past Friday, and I didn't even hear how it went, but I assume it went well. Yeah, and also unbeknownst to me um the indefinite suspension handed to Grayson Allen was over yeah so therefore he only ended up missing one game and a lot of people myself included thought that one game was not a severe enough suspension for him I mean it was one game but it was really like two weeks of no practice no anything you know so there I mean look the the league didn't punish him the his own team punished him they can decide what they want to do you're right and actually in my opinion the bigger punishment was that he was stripped of the captaincy yeah for sure so that might not show up in the stat sheet but at least he got something in any case he played duke won coach k's last game all the experts were uh given their two cents on should should grayson allen come back should he not come back is it too soon whatever why did coach k do that Part of the reason people were saying was that he didn't want to leave that decision to Jeff Capel. It's not uh, just the decision to Jeff Capel. It's also not fair to hand over the team to Jeff Capel and not give him, you know, his his best player. So, fair enough. Um, in any case, Grayson Allen's back. Yep. But let's stick with that same night because that's just a Duke game. Canada played Sweden. That game was did not go into overtime. Did not go to a shootout. Canada won the game. Um, it wasn't really... Uh, it wasn't close. I saw. I mean, I didn't see any of the game, but it wasn't... I think the final score was 5-3 or something like that. Um, but, I mean, it wasn't It wasn't really um, a nail-biter or anything like that. And then we go to the Canadians game. And I believe that game, I know, went into overtime, and I think it was the fourth consecutive overtime game that the Canadians have played. It was. Or had played, had played at that till that point. Yeah. Um, and they were, I think... Before that, two and one in overtime games on the, on that on that stretch of three. Yeah. Uh, so they won that one in overtime to make them three and one in overtime in that stretch of four games. Um, but the interesting things to me from that game, nothing to do with the game, of course. First of all, I noticed that uh, every single player on every team in the league is now wearing a new patch on their jersey that says 100 years. Oh, good. You were right. The centennial... So those were Centennial only sewn on. Yeah, those were only sewn on, I guess, January first. Right. Okay. My other comment: watching the game against Dallas. Dallas has new uniforms. Well, I guess they were new last year, but they're new to me. And the whole time I thought I was watching the Hartford Whalers because their current green does not look anything like the old Dallas green. It looks like the old Hartford green. Well, so well, that means they're nice uniforms. I don't know. I prefer the old Dallas green, but anyhow. So, so the whole time I thought I was watching the Whalers. And the other two things that struck me, 
Philip Deneau, who's actually not a bad player. He's good. He's really what, good. Yeah, he's not a bad he's player. He's first-line center, but they're they're desperate. Yeah. He's wearing number 24, and I could swear that's Chris Chelios's old number. It is, among other people. And someone else that played, I mean, this it wasn't Dano's first game, but I haven't seen him play much. Um, one player who did play his first game against Dallas was Bobby Farnham. Yeah. And he was wearing Stefan Richet's old number. Yeah, it doesn't exactly have the same skills as Stefan Richet. Not, not quite. <laughs> and I'm sure he's not as good a softball player as Stefan Richet was. No, probably not. But anyway, those are, those are the things that um, stuck out in my mind from that game. Not that Brendan Gallagher is injured for two months. Well, that too. Was that Did that happen on Wednesday? It happened uh, against Dallas, yeah, I think. Right. Well, you shouldn't ever be in front of a Shea Weber shot. Yeah, I know. But Shea Weber also needs to know how to keep his shot lower. I'm worried about Gallagher's career. Well, it's the same hand. Plus, yeah. I mean, he was having a lousy season. This this could end up being a blessing in disguise. Why? Because now he's going to get time to just get away from the rink. Yeah. Heal his hand. But what if, and... what if he was having a bad season because his can't shoot properly because of his injury from last year oh well i didn't consider that because he's trying his butt off right you know how gallagher plays he only but knows how to of, play one way i know of most of his goals are, are within two like, feet he doesn't yeah. shoot uh like hard shots from the point you're right you're right but then so you i don't know i mean to yeah, i the guess puck. you know once you break your hand it's probably never the same again he said he, he said on the radio that he, he can't he can't use his hand the same way as he could before like in everyday life, you know, cooking or doing certain things, whatever. Oh, I, I didn't realize that. But, so, okay. But I, I only, this only came out like when his hand, you know, got injured, you know. So, I don't know. Like you said, I wish him the best and I hope he comes back stronger. But God, the Canadians are like, Michel Terrien gets so criticized so often. And usually, like, I'm the first one to criticize him. I never liked him, but God, I really, like, it pains me to say, like, he deserves a lot of credit, because injuries after injuries after injuries, and they just keep winning games, right? They just keep getting points. So, I mean, look at last night. I'm sure everybody thought that the Leafs were going to run all over the Canadians last night. And Canadians came out firing and, you know, took a win, so. One thing I'm going to say, I know that uh, Gallagher's injury was because of a shot from his own team. Yeah. Uh, last year, it was because he was blocking a shot from the opposing team. Yeah. Now, I know that you talk to any head coach in the NHL, any GM in the NHL, any analyst on TSN, they will all tell you that if you're out there and you have a chance to block a shot, you block the shot. But here's what I don't get. You have a goalie. Every team has a goalie whose job it is to block shots. Yeah who is wearing equipment so that he can block shots. Not like any of the other players on the ice. They're not wearing as much equipment as he is. I don't understand why you, you've seen, you've seen many injuries happen of players trying to block shots. Guys, now guys get their ankles shattered sometimes or, or worse, even their face. Yeah. I forget the guy, I forget the guy's name on Philadelphia who stopped a shot with his face. I'm sure he didn't intend to do that. Um, but you know, that's, that's your career. Yeah. So and and the other thing that happens when you try to block a shot, let's say you only get part of it. So yeah, then it makes it, it worse. Change directions. Right. If you're shooting from the point, most NHL goalies should have enough time to to stop the shot. Especially with Carey Price. You know what I was telling you the other day? Like 
he stops everything. The only goals that he gets scored on are on weird deflections or shots that he can't see. That's that's the goals that get scored on him, and that's the goals that get scored on most like really good goalies. Like they, otherwise, they stop everything, you know. Right. I mean, obviously, Shea Weber has a crazy hard yeah. shot, and there are other guys that have crazy hard shots, and you're not going to stop those all the time. But I don't, I don't agree with players blocking shots from the point. I don't it's agree all with about it. the you know the macho stuff. Finish your checks, play hard, never back down. You know, they're all trying to prove themselves. It's part of the game, I guess. The Skip and Josh Sports Show. They don't take your calls. So we have to um, move on to Thursday. Thursday, yeah. So Thursday was was not. What did you were gonna ask a question? I, I wasn't gonna ask a question. I was gonna tell you that my meetings in New York ended early, and I managed to get a flight home on Thursday afternoon. And I was thrilled. <laughs> the main, I was thrilled because now I was going to get to watch the gold medal game in the World Juniors. Well, this is what I wanted to talk about. Thank you for the nice segue. Um, now, Thursday was not anywhere near as hectic because there was no Duke game. There was no Canadians game. There was just Canada versus the United States, right. which, of course, is always a good rivalry. And this game was a great game back and forth. Canada had a 2 nothing lead. USA tied up at 2. Then Canada had a 4-2 lead. USA tied up at four. So it goes into overtime. I mean, I'm assuming you watched the whole game. I don't. I shouldn't assume that, but I guess you did. I don't know. I did, yes. So it goes into overtime, and no one scores. And then it goes to the shootout. Again, not a good way to decide the game. And even if Canada had won, I'd say not a good way to decide the game. It's, terrible. it's a terrible way to decide a game. Especially so, the championship. So, one so good you decide thing the is, championship of a tournament. You decide the championship of a hockey tournament by not playing hockey. Well, you can say the same thing about the World Cup of Soccer. Of or course I could, and it's true. Or the Euro. The thing is, in soccer, they could play for days and no one might score. Yeah, that's true. Literally days. So, yeah. So anyway, the good thing about this game is that TSN fixed their bug. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. So at least that. So what happens in this so there was only one goal scored in the entire shootout. Yeah. It was obviously scored by the United States because they won. And it, again, it was Troy Terry, the same yeah. guy who scored three goals the night before. And what did goals. Troy Terry do? He went between the legs. So here's my question. He's, I could tell you the answer. I don't know what your question is, but they interviewed him after the game, and he said he was not going to go five-hole, and he couldn't help himself. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> he, should, he should go five-hole because he went five-hole three times the night before, and it worked. Yeah. And so if he didn't go five-hole... He, he's an idiot. Now, my question is this. Does any of the staff on Team Canada, did any of them watch the game the night before? Did they not see that Troy Terry went five-hole oh, three I'm times? I'm sure they did, but it happened did, so heat of the moment. You know, no, no, like, no, no. You don't tell me that because all these guys, they all have video on all these no, other no, guys. No, no, no. I'm not talking about heat of the moment. Like, they could have told um, the heart to the goalie, 20 times if Terry's coming in watch the five hole but as he's coming in there's it's it's literally split seconds decisions right happening fakes here fakes there moves the pucks here like you know and it's literally he just needs like a centimeter of space between the legs to get it through well then you cheat you close the legs you keep other stuff yeah. open because you do everything you can to not give him the five hole that's yeah. my opinion I'm not blaming Team Canada's goalie on the loss I'm just saying it's interesting because the very next U.S. shooter, Jeremy Bracco, 
he also tried to go five hole and he was stopped yeah because i think the the team canada goalie was cheating a little it's bit to very, make sure that he didn't give up give up another goal between the legs it's so hard i mean there's so much pressure on the goalies and the shooters for shootouts you know nonetheless a very exciting game i'm glad it was an exciting game i think the better team won well, they didn't lose a game the entire tournament. Yeah, the better team they're, won. They were the only team that didn't lose a game the entire tournament. And I so, think they were actually the better team in that game. Well, you know? it was it was a very evenly played game. You know, it, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of character as a team to come back from the two goal deficits twice. Yes, you're right. right it does. So, and, and and in the overtime, they carried the play. By the way, that fourth goal they scored, the tying goal in the third period, it was a very nice deflection. Uh, right off to the side of the net. Super nice. Super yeah, nice. very nice. Yeah. Um, so, in any case, and Brian Bellow's son Kiefer scored a goal in the game. He has actually, a great he shot. Scored, actually, he scored two. <laughs> they couldn't stop saying how much a great shot he has. Uh, good for the USA. It's always a great tournament. Are you like, are you ready to start the parliamentary hearings about how come Canada has only won one gold medal in the last eight years? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, listen. They won silver. It's not like uh, I know. I'm just joking. It's not the end. It's not but the you end know, there the are some some wackos out there that. Of course, of course. Of what's course. wrong with Canadian hockey? It's listen, because all the teams are good. We exactly. Don't, we the don't. Americans are good. Yeah. The Swedes are good. The Russians are good. It's not like you know. Maybe in the Olympics, it's a little bit different. But at this level of hockey, there are four countries that any one of the four of them could have easily won the gold medal, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. You're 100 percent right. So, and like I said on our last episodes, you know, this wasn't a great version of Team Canada. You know, no, there was no superstar. I mean, Shabbat kind of emerged as the superstar as the tournament went along, but I mean, you know, he's still a defenseman. You know, he wasn't able to. He wasn't the dynamic offensive player like they've had in the past. You know, right? And they were missing their best defenseman, um... Myers. Yeah, who got injured uh, during the round robin and with with a concussion. So I mean, that might have made a difference. Might but have. Shabbat did save the day a few times where uh, the goalie was out of position and Shabbat made a few saves. Yeah. Well, also, he played like the whole game. So, yeah. So that was Thursday. Do you have more to say about Grayson Allen? I do. We... I'm getting to that. Okay, good. Um, you know what? Let's get to it right now because the listeners don't know, but we're recording on Sunday night. Yes. And uh, Duke played yesterday afternoon against Boston College, and yet, and there was another, there was another Grayson Allen incident yet again yesterday. Now, I I knew you were going to ask me about this, so literally minutes before the we got on this call, I watched the play twenty times in a row <laughs> to really see it. I've also watched it twenty times, and it's not intentional. It's nonsense. I mean, he's getting screened. He comes off the screen and he loses his balance and that's it. And yeah. if this was any other team, no one would even be talking about it. If it was any other guy on any other team, no one would be talking about it. So you're right. Unfortunately, you're, he's going to be right. scrutinized the rest of his college career. And then even in the NBA, he's going to have to live with this. So, I mean, like the old saying goes, you know, he made his bed. Now he's got to lay in it, right? Like he, this is his own doing, you know? So it's wasn't a dirty play. And somehow he he's still gonna have to justify it, you know. So I agree with you. I watched it also a bunch of times. I don't think it was intentional, but because it's him, yeah. the microscope is on him and will continue to be on him for the rest of his college career and into his NBA career, which I hope is a successful one uh, for his sake. Um, 
but it's just it's just interesting. You know, this is only his second game back, and there's already something. Everyone's yeah, every, there's everyone's gonna parse every little thing that happens. Until they now. play Kentucky or Kansas in the tournament, and he something happens. And, oh God, I can't wait for that. In any case, Duke is uh, in their last two games since Grayson Allen's back. They're two and zero. Jefferson That's, got hurt, which is very concerning. That is concerning. Especially it's his same foot that, you know, forced them out of all last year. So, I mean, like we, like I said before, they have a lot of depth, so they can withstand injuries. But Jefferson is a big blow. I mean, he's like the heart and soul, especially on defense, right? How uh, how long did they say he's going to be they out? They don't know yet. It, it's still, they haven't said they're they're mm -hmm. they're supposed to run tests on his foot and then and they're gonna see it's like nothing's been decided yet well the game against boston college was close it was only an 11 point game yeah um but well, they mean, were winning well, by 20 most of the game and they they uh, a few players admitted that they they kind of screwed up because they took their foot off the pedal so to speak and mm -hmm. and let them get back in the game when they had no business you know that game was long over so Duke's next games against Florida State, and they're ranked 12th. So, uh, but you know, every every game is tough in the ACC. Yeah, yeah. Every Their next game two games, tough. they play Louisville after that, who's ranked ninth. Um, so the next two games are going to be tough. Check out the Skip and Josh Sports Show on Twitter. You know that little app with the little blue Tweety Bird? Yeah, you can follow them there at Skip and Josh. The reason we're recording on Sunday night is because we wanted to wait until the four NFL playoff games were done. Yeah. I so watched, I figure I watched football all weekend. I figured well, we should talk exactly. about football. <laughs> but I watched as much as I needed to of all the games all weekend because, you know, some of the games were a little out of hand at certain points and so I watched very little football, I'll be honest with you. I mean I watched the fourth quarter of the Green Bay game. I watched the fourth quarter of the Seattle game. Yeah. Houston beat Oakland, which is, I know you picked Oakland, but I mean, I chose Houston. It's not a surprise. I mean, he, the quarterback for Oakland looked exactly how he should have looked. He's a rookie quarterback. And as much as like, you know, you, you were saying, well, they both, both teams don't have quarterbacks, right? You like, mm -hmm. you know, but the difference is Osweiler is an NFL quarterback right now. And, and Oakland did not have an NFL quarterback. That's true. Osweiler's played like yeah. A you can't. And a half. You, it's difficult to win games like that. And Houston still has a pretty good defense, yeah. so they they did what they needed to do. Detroit, Seattle. We both picked it wrong. I mean, we both picked Detroit with the spread, which was eight mm -hmm. points. And mm -hmm. like like we talked about off air, Detroit was covering for you know eighty percent of that game. Detroit was covering. Yeah, until the fourth quarter. Yeah, but God, Seattle. As much as it pains me to say I want to stick a fork in my eye but they're good they're really good their defense is still good without Earl Thomas their defense is still good and Detroit didn't look like they had any clue on offense like on how to move the ball no and, and obviously I think Matt Stafford's uh his injury uh, injury his is 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 more serious than we think it they is they really showed the stats of you know before and after since he's been wearing that finger splint and he doesn't throw as well. I mean, he's already been... he already has the weirdest release, right? You know, Matt Stafford has like twelve release points, right? He throws sidearm, overhand, underarm, you know, like the, the guy throws all kinds of different balls. But with that splint on his finger, I don't know. 
he, he can't be too comfortable back there. It would have been interesting if, if Stafford didn't get injured three weeks ago and if Carr didn't get injured three weeks ago, these games would have been completely different. For sure, the Oakland-Houston game would have been completely different. First of all, if Carr wouldn't have got injured, Oakland probably wouldn't have been in this game. You know, they would have probably won the division, right? Correct, yeah. So, you know, things really changed. Detroit, I don't even know if Stafford's healthy. The way Seattle's defense played yesterday and the way their offensive line played. Their offensive line was so bad all year, they couldn't get any running game going. And all of a sudden yesterday... But same thing. If Detroit, if he didn't get injured, Detroit might have won their division. Yeah, that's and true. And they might not have been in this game either. That's true, yeah. So, any case, Anyways, we could say so, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, you don't know. So then Pittsburgh, I mean, honestly, uh, I watched the first, not even the, to the end of the first quarter. Pittsburgh mm. was up 14 nothing. I was like, okay, I turned it off and I started doing something else. <laughs> and they kind of ran away with it. You know, Miami tried to keep it close as good as they could, but... Matt Moore actually had a decent game. He, he's he's not bad, that guy. But And I give him a lot of credit because I don't know if you saw this massive hit that he took. I didn't. Oh, God. It, I mean, it's going to be on every highlight for forever. He took such a shot. It was unbelievable. And he only he went out. He went off. And he came back one play later. And I was like, "There's how could they do the pro con- concussion protocol that quickly? The guy was almost killed on the field. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't have done it. I mean, well, I mean, I didn't maybe see, I didn't maybe the, the play, doctor asked him, "Do you feel okay? How do you look? Whatever." And he's perfectly alert and fine. Then, you know, then they have no reason to check anything, right? I get there's stuff that they can do in a few seconds, but you would think that I don't know. It was a little quick for me, considering the the severity of the hit. Pittsburgh looks like Pittsburgh looks really tough. If they can pull together their defense, they are tough because. Roethlisberger, um, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. That's like the yeah, biggest. Yeah, their offense, that's their offense is, their, as, is their bread and butter. Their defense has not been good. No, this that's season. it. That's what I'm saying. If they can pull, if they can, if their defense defense can just play like well, not even great, just well. Their offense is so good that they're so dynamic. They can beat you in so many ways, right? Even if even if they shut down Roethlisberger, how are you going to shut down Bell? You can't do both, right? They're they're very they're going to be tough. They're going to be really tough. You didn't even mention Antonio Brown. Oh, he 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 tore them apart. Yeah. He, he he you know they couldn't stop him. So we'll see. And then the, and then the last game, the exciting. last game of the weekend, Green Bay, New York. By the way, I had the two Sunday games right. I had the two Saturday games wrong. Yeah. Um, Green Bay. Oh, I mean, I watched the whole game. Actually, it was close at halftime. The, the Giants look. The Giants have one of the best defenses in the league. They were holding Green Bay. The game was close. And then they threw up that cra- that crazy Hail Mary at the end of the half. And the next thing you know, all of a sudden, it was like a 7-6 game. It was 14-6. So, I mean, their defense can only do so much, right, the Giants? Because I didn't realize how bad their offense is. Like, they showed the stats. They're like 26, 26 rushing offense, 25th passing offense. You know, like, they were not a good offense this year. And then to top it all off, everybody is dropping balls. Like, Odell Beckham's dropping balls all left, right, and center. Among all the, not just a single amount, all the receivers were dropping passes. So, you know, it was like a deadly combination. And then eventually, there's only so much you can do against Aaron Rodgers, right? You, they stop him, they stop him, they stop him. But then eventually, he's going to get you, right? <laughs> Yeah, 
Uh, the Packers scare me. I mean, he's a joy to watch. Packers. Honestly, he's so much fun to watch, Aaron Rodgers. He's in the pocket. He looks like he's just like a regular drop-back passer. And then the Giants are all over in the pass rush. It's coming from all different directions. And he moves around so well in the pocket. Not like scrambling to go for a run. Or not like rolling out. He just moves two steps to the left. Two steps to the right. Two steps forward. Two steps back. He just moves around enough in the pocket to buy himself time till he gets an open man. I think there was a stat where he... From the time of the snap to the time he releases it, he holds on to the ball longer than any other quarterback. Well, I mean, if you would have just told me who holds on to the ball longer than any quarterback, I w- my first choice probably would have been Roethlisberger, and then it's him. You know, Roethlisberger holds on to the ball like crazy because he doesn't care how hard he gets hit. He's as big as any player on the field, <laughs> right? He's a linebacker yeah. himself, right? So yeah, yeah, similar to Cam Newton, something like that. But Rogers, I mean, the way he moves around in the pocket is is just great. So, I mean, I think next week we're getting more down to the nitty-gritty now, you know, with, you know, the, the division champions now playing. There's, they... three, there's three good games next week. Well, I mean, Atlanta-Seattle, I guess you're counting as a good game. Yeah, I mean, Matt no, Ryan. No, it is a good spot. game. Yeah, it is it a is. good game. But, I mean, I don't like those teams, so I don't know if. No, it's not whether, not whether you like them or not. I mean, Atlanta's got crazy good offense. Seattle Seattle's got has crazy, crazy good defense. defense. Um, but it's in Atlanta. That you know, usually defense wins in these situations. Usually, yeah, usually. But they have the home field, right? And yeah. Se- and of all the teams, Seattle is such a bad road team. And weather won't be a factor. So Seattle likes to play in bad weather, but that's not going to be a factor. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, this is everyone's hyping up Atlanta on a lot of the a lot of the national sports talk shows. You know, people are giving Atlanta a lot of props and pumping them up, and I don't know. Like I told you I, many I mean, you times, and I told when told you when Mike was on with us from Atlanta, I've seen this. I've seen this before. The Falcons have been good before. They've had a great offense before. They've been in the playoffs. Somehow they always manage to blow it. Yeah, I, I don't trust them. No, that's exactly it. I don't trust them. But I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Houston, a, New England. <laughs> what do you think? Is, the early line is out. Line. The early line is out. New England's favored by sixteen. Is it that high? That's that's what I have right now. It could change, but that's like what the line was right after, right when the game was set. I'm surprised that's not the early game on Saturday. I'm surprised that's the late game on Saturday. It's true because you figure they want to get it in prime time. I guess they have no choice. No, you figure they don't want that one in prime time. I I would I would no like... no no they want to, you you're saying Seattle Atlanta should be prime time. Yeah, over over Houston. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I I think the times are preset, and they are, you know that it's not like the regular season where they could change them around. Oh. In so I don't know. Do you think Belichick's going to show his team the spread and say we're favored by sixteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're going to cover. <laughs> you know what? Even if you hadn't told me what the spread was, I would have told you they're going to cover. <laughs> what if I told you they're favored by twenty eight? Houston's awful. <laughs> the only reason Houston won this week is because they played a, a team worse team. Yeah, they played a team with a high school quarterback, quarterback. Yeah, right. Who's never played before? Who's never yeah. played an NFL game before? Or never started an NFL game before? Um, but New England's win that game. That 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 game's a waste of time. Sunday has two really strong games. Pittsburgh, Kansas City. It's right now Kansas City's favored by one and a half. You see, to me, both these games are pick 'em games. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like I wouldn't be surprised if both road teams win these games. The spread on the Dallas game is not out, so I can't tell you what it is. But I mean, it's got to be three or under. I mean, if anything, Dallas is favored by just because they're home field. Just because they're at home, right? 
it makes a big difference because that home field in Green Bay with the weather and everything, it's, it's, a, sure. it's a huge advantage for the Packers. Sure. Yeah. And, so, and the home field for Dallas is, is good Pittsburgh for, Can- for Yeah, Pittsburgh, Kansas City is going to be a war. It's uh, two really strong teams, well-balanced teams. Um, we'll see if Kansas City – I really like Kansas City's secondary, so I think they can – I think they can hold off uh, Roethlisberger and the passing attack, but it's tough to stop the running game, you know? Pittsburgh, they come at you in so many ways. And Kansas City, they've been just finding ways to win. So, I guess, I mean, I I still like Pittsburgh's chances there, to be honest. And yeah, Dallas-Green Bay, I mean, I mean, look, do I think Dallas is better? Yes, but do am I going to be cheering for them? No, you know, don't like I them. I mean, you could, you could next week. You could see three real teams winning next week. You could see Seattle, Pittsburgh, and Green Bay all winning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think And, and right. I don't even think that would be like an upset. No, they wouldn't be shocking. If all the home teams are favored, I mean, you know New England is, but if the home They're teams all are all be favored, favored. I'm sure Dallas is going to be favored. Then I'm taking all the road teams except for Houston. Yeah, I think I, I would can do, tell you right now. I think I would do the same thing. Matthew pointed out to me that Dallas Green Bay met. Uh, um, the last time they met in the playoffs was that famous Des Bryant catch, no catch. Oh, that's not that long ago. No, it's like uh, two years ago. So you talked about it uh, uh, like about a month ago on our yeah, podcast. I know because that's like that was the catch, no catch, right? So mm. clearly, like for anybody watching it, a, an alien comes down from Mars and you say, "Did he catch it?" You, of course, he caught it, but yet somehow it was no catch. And then all the Dallas fans are up in arms. Meanwhile, Dallas didn't even shouldn't even been in the game. <laughs> because they should have lost the week before against Detroit when the ref, for seemingly no reason, picked up a pass interference flag. Like, when have you ever seen a ref call pass interference and then they're like, oh, no, sorry, no penalty? Yeah. I mean, that, I, I, I still don't understand how no one talks about that to this day. To me, it was like, it was unbelievable. Like, I just don't get it. And then, you know, the week after, I mean, that's like the week after – Dallas should have beat Green Bay, and they didn't. Green Bay moves on. And then week after that, Green Bay should have beat Seattle. Seattle came up with the, literally the most miraculous game in history. I don't even understand how they, how they were able to come back. It was only because Green Bay completely botched a few plays, and Seattle, by the grace of God, got incredibly lucky. And then then it goes to the Super Bowl, and Seattle should have won, and then New, Orleans, New England ends up winning because of a crazy interception. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Crazy, crazy every, stuff. So every team in that playoffs all along that should have won ended up losing so now dallas to me is is a much better team now than they were that oh, year where, where they lost to green bay my and son I still think... has the theory that tony romo is somehow gonna lose the game for them <laughs> well they might use him to hold for um for field goals and Imagine. extra points i don't think he so would. so he could he could end up losing oh, it for them jesus i would love it it would be great if somehow Prescott got injured and Romo had to come in and then he throws an interception in the fourth quarter. No, I don't like to see injuries. I want to see teams play with their full roster, their best players, and then yeah. decide who the best team is. I, I don't root for injuries. Well, no, I'm only only saying it you know, to see if Romo could somehow get in the game. A lot of people think Romo's a good quarterback, by the way. Well, I mean... And you know he's going to be a starting quarterback on a team next year. Won't he's be Dallas. The all-time, he's the all-time leader in every category for the Dallas Cowboys. Really? Even with Roger Staubach and all the good quarterbacks Troy, they've had in Troy Aikman? More touchdowns, more yards, more everything. It's really? because the era that he played in, right? Fair enough. In the era that um, Staubach played in, they if you threw for 3,000 yards, you were a god. They weren't throwing for 
even throwing for 3,000 yards then, or barely. Right. And then the era of Troy Aikman, no one was throwing for 4,000 yards, right? If you threw for mm -hmm. 4,000 yards back in the 80s and 90s, that was incredible. It was a huge accomplishment. Now, mm -hmm. almost every quarterback in the league throws for 4,000 yards every year. Right. Right. So like the era that Romo played in is like the past happy era where all the stats are, are inflated, you know, so mm -hmm. that explains it. Yeah. I mean, you're going to see that on a lot of teams, you know, a lot of teams, the quarterbacks from the let's say the last 20 years are all are all pretty much the the all time leader, you know, in for their team. Hi there, Skip and Josh will be right back. To get in touch with them, you can send them an email to skipandjoshshow at gmail.com. You can follow them on Twitter at Skip and Josh, and you can visit their website at www.skipandjosh.com. And now, back to the show. I heard that you're going to a friend's house to watch the national championship game tomorrow. I am going. But really, I'm going for the food, not so much for the game. Because I know, you don't even follow like college football at all. I don't follow college football at all. Um, I just it's the games are way too long. And the games are way too long. They're the same as the NFL games. No, they're actually longer than NFL games. If you if you look, you think they have more extensive halftime shows? It's it's not that. Like just they, I don't know. They run more plays or there's more timeouts. I don't know what it is, but a game is like four hours. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and also. Tomorrow's going to be January 9th. The season ended a month ago or I really more. I really, and now they're playing their championship game. They really game. need to play it's the championship. Yeah, you're right. They really need to play the championship game um, the day after all the other bowls, right? Yeah, but even then, that would be January 1st. That's all, That's still like a month after but the season's because, over. Because they have this semifinal, final, like final four bracket thing going on, they have to, they need time to, you know, they need time to play the games. I understand, but the semifinal that was played on December 31st, I think, yeah. could have been played December 20th or December 10th. Like, yeah, yeah, why they... did they have to wait till December 31st to play it? I know. They have it perfect. Other sports show their games on, like, Christmas. Why don't they play this? Why don't they play the semifinal, like, on Christmas Day and then the and then the the final on, like, New Year's Day, like, a week apart, right? Or the 26th and the 2nd or, like, whatever permutation. But, like, it's 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 ready and waiting for them, you know? I Part of the that. reason is they have, like, 37 other bowl games I and they know. can't use – they can't play those bowl games after the championship game, right? They have to play all those yeah. stupid games first. Yeah, I guess. So that's part of the reason, but whatever. I'll tell you this. As little as I know about college football, yeah, Alabama's not covering the spread. I don't even know what the spread is, but they're not covering it. 6.5. They're not covered. Well, look, Clemson is coming in with a major, major chip on their shoulder. Alabama won last year, and Clemson was – pretty much the only team that was able to score on them last year like that they, they were Clemson was the one offense that last year in that last game was able to actually put up points and I mean you don't know anything about like the team but they have the same quarterback Clemson as they had last year uh, this guy Deshaun Watson and he's fantastic he is like he's fantastic I don't know if he's going to be in the NFL if not hopefully we'll see him in the CFL but I mean, he's 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 spectacular. So if anyone can shred the, this vaunted Alabama defense, I guess it's him. Well, and you know they're number one and number two, so like they should be playing, right? So yeah, listen, I have no problem with uh, the, the teams that are participating. I'm happy for Clemson's players because they made it back to the game. I mean, Alabama 
I mean, it's been a foregone conclusion pretty much all year that they were going to be in the championship game. They've been the top team wire to wire, right? They, they weren't really tested. But Clemson, you know, they're not a powerhouse. So they they really t- needed to put together a great season to get back to this game that they so desperately wanted to get back to. So I really hope they play the game with their lives. Yeah, I'm tired of Nick Saban. He's won enough stuff as far as I'm concerned. Oh, my God. They fired the, the offensive coordinator. They didn't fire him. He accepted a job with either Florida Atlantic Florida or Florida Atlantic. International. I don't know which. I get those two confused. Florida Atlantic. But now Nick Saban said he, he um, Kiffin's not going to be on the sideline tomorrow. Uh, Kiffin's left. He's gone. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, he accepted the job a month ago. So I don't know why he didn't leave a month yeah, ago. Yeah, but usually the like they that stuff happens and they're like, okay, we've made an agreement. And, you know, he's still going to stick around to see his season end. True, but what happened was now, I don't know if you saw the 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 semifinal game, if you want to call it a semifinal game, whatever. Yeah. Uh, when Alabama won, um, Saban and Kiffin were yelling at each other on the sidelines during the game. I think. Yeah, they were. And also, um, after after Kiffin accepted the job, his new job, um, he did an interview with Sports Illustrated, I think, uh, or or ESPN the magazine, one of the two. I'm not sure. And in it, he said something, I, I don't know the exact words, but something like, it's interesting working for Nick Saban. But he didn't, it wasn't as polite as I just said it. Right, okay. So, so basically, I mean, it's pretty crazy, you know, going into the national championship game and they're going to be using uh, not their normal offensive coordinator. I know, and I think that's a mistake. It's huge. It could come back to bite them. Well, I mean, I'm definitely going to cheer for Clemson. So am I. Like, I think a lot of the country is. I mean, I think unless you are an Alabama alumni or somehow an Alabama fan. I think, you know, everybody else is cheering for Clemson. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So um, next episode, we'll get the full recap about uh, your championship game party. I'll be talking more about the food than the game. Good. Perfect. The Skip and Josh sports show is back. Well, I got nothing else, really. Nothing else? No, I think that was a packed episode. Just reminding everybody to... Like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and um, check out our website, skipandjosh.com. you got all kinds of good, good stuff there, and um, we'll speak to you next week. Yes, and we will be having a, a guest on in the near future, another guest, a oh, new guest. I can't wait. That's going to be amazing. Just teasing the audience a little bit. What city? Can you tease them about what city? No, that's too much already. I've given. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> all right, speak to you later. Okay, bye. The Skip and Josh Sports Show is over now. Don't worry, there'll be another episode soon.